It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, it is November 10th, 2021. This is the list in your boy, brought to you by our friend Destiny FOMO at twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. Uh, give her a follow if you're into gaming, if you're into wrestling, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, always posting new content and cool new stuff. Twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. And we got Jimmy Van back, even though I got to say, Sugar Dunkerton gave you a run for your money last week. That's one of the best shows I've ever done. Awesome. I mean, you know what? Maybe maybe once a month I'll take a little break. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. He was, or maybe, he was, oh, maybe we just give him his own podcast. It was, is, he, is he still it was, wrestling? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. But, I mean, it was a, fa- a fascinating experience because we talked about the Jericho Cruise that he was on. Okay. We talked about all these releases, uh, yeah. by the way, or not not all the releases, but uh, a lot of the business stuff. He's been around AEW and WWE. It was fascinating. Go back and check that out, guys. But we've got more than enough to talk about right now. A reminder, follow our friend Destiny FOMO, but leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. We're here all week from the distraction to Grapsity to the post AEW SmackDown show, AEW tonight, all or not all out full gear this weekend. I'm going to be doing the scrums as well. I'll be in Minnesota with a bunch of the fightful crew. Donate a super chat here on YouTube, but we encourage you to go to humperchats.com, humperchat or humperchats.com. That is our Streamlabs platform that lets Fightful uh, reinvest reinvest the money into our staff a little bit better. They don't take a cut like YouTube does. Humperchats.com. And leave a thumbs up. Jimmy, there's so much to talk about today. Holy oh, we crap. got nothing to talk about. You and I are just going to play oh. Digital Scrabble for an hour. Oh, my gosh. I mean, here, here we go. Uh, we've got some Humper Chats already. Van Twinblade says... Uh, <laughs> Put on your best ring announcer voice. Let's all take a minute to shout out the People's Champ and new Midwest Territory Champ, 2D Lynn Ramsey. Well, she got a shout out from Deanna Peraza this week who wanted oh. her an impact. How about this? I'll have some impact news this Thursday on Fightful Select. But Van Twinblade says the only hard to deal with person at WWE is Vince McMahon and his cronies. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. I, I want to do one thing first. I want to give a shout out to the family of Angelo Mosca. Uh, Angelo King Kong Mosca he, Mosca, he passed away on November 6th at the age of 84. Uh, I have a very small personal story about Angelo Mosca. So, you know, he was a he was an American who became a Canadian and, and he lived in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I believe that's where Ethan Page is from. Uh, he was a star in the Canadian Football League, which is how he ended up uh, residing in Canada, became a famous pro wrestler. You know, back in the day, they used to wrestle in the offseason, football players. And that's what he did. And then he became a full-time wrestler. Back in the 80s, there was a television show on Canadian television called Pro Wrestling Canada. Uh, and Angelo Mosca co-hosted the show with a guy named Milton Ruskin. This show, Sean, Pro Wrestling Canada, it was kind of like its own forbidden door. Oh, really? Because every week they would showcase matches from the NWA and from the AWA and from international wrestling out of Montreal. Uh, and that's when I got a taste for other wrestling. You know, obviously they didn't, you didn't get as much as WWE in the area I'm from, but you got a taste of it. 
And what they used to do on the show is they would read letters from fans and they would have a couple of girls come out that would read the letters and Angelo Mosca would then answer them. And even though I was probably 11 or 12, I wrote a letter uh, busting Milt of Ruskin's balls because these girls, the gimmick was that they would hug Angelo, but they wouldn't hug Milt. That was like their little uh, gimmick. Okay. So I sent in a letter busting Milt of Ruskin's balls, questioning how come the girls don't want to touch him. And the entire episode, they kept going back to that letter. Like they kept, they kept mentioning my letter throughout the whole episode. I have it someplace. And, uh, and at, at some point I'll, I'll put up a clip for fun, but that was my little, uh, King Kong Mosca, uh, my, my little story about King Kong Mosca. He was a legend in, in Canada, like I said, in football and in pro wrestling. So my condolences to, uh, to his family. Indeed. Uh, we do send our condolences. Uh, we do have some more humper chats. Mateo says, can't join live. It starts at four in the morning where I, my God, well, thank wow. you. That, that's one of the benefits of the humper chats as well, that you can donate those anytime. We'll see them when the next show airs. So uh, guys, if you're watching this on demand and you want to send in something for another show, you can do that. Humperchats.com. But he says, thanks for all the great work and full gear is going to hump. It sure is. It's looking real good. I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into all the news, Dr. Six Fingers Esquire sent a very nice, uh, generous humper chat that says, Elephant grow growing larger in the room. There have been 18 NXT champs. Six were cut during the pandemic, and Joe yeah. was rehired. Cole left on his own. Gargano and Owens might be headed out. Yeah. There's a small chance you could have seven to nine NXT champs in AEW Revolution or in AEW by Revolution. What? I feel like it was uh, Spencer Love, maybe. Uh, I think it was him. Uh, either way, I'm going to shout him out because I like Spencer Love a lot, who said it was becoming more, NXT was more of a developmental territory for AEW at this point mm. than WWE. And it's hard to disagree with that. It is very clear that the image in which Triple H created is being uh, not decimated. just dissolved. That's it, the exact word I was going to use. Not dissolved, decimated. It's going to be decimated. Yeah. Uh, hard, hard to not see that right now. Yeah. Well, you know what? So Brian Danielson was on, uh, the MMA hour with Ariel Helwani and they brought up the WWE releases. And here's a quote from Brian Danielson regarding the releases. He said, things like that led me to want to go to AEW. Yep. This is, and, and what I want to talk about with these releases is I want to talk about it from a corporate perspective. Because people already know who the talent were. They, you know, they know all of that. And, and, you know, we'll touch upon some of them. I want to talk about it from a corporate perspective because tone deaf is, is, is a term. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also think that it's a problem when you have guys overseeing your company that don't know your product. And, yeah. and unfortunately, these people don't know the product. So here's the first thing I want to talk about. Stephanie McMahon. I don't know if you heard what she said on the on the conference call. Buddy, I was on the conference call. Okay. I live tweeted it. I, oh, did you? I, I hope you're talking about the Marvel thing. No. Oh, no. God. That's even, that's even worse then. Yes. Oh, my and the gosh. Marvel thing was bad. This is worse. So but, let me paint a picture. But look, before, before we even get there, I, I got to bring up what the Marvel thing is to people. Yeah. She said that WWE is like Marvel where each character is their own franchise. Yeah. And buddy, Stephanie Chase immediately hopped on that one. And she was like, yeah, except Thanos snaps his fingers like once every few months anymore. And they just disappear like, yes, own deaf. I mean, not only that, but, you know, the proceeds from the franchise go to the go to the company. The, the fact that, OK, if I were Stephanie McMahon in that situation, 
And the day before that, my entire team had been disassembled in front of my very eyes uh, with the office cuts. Knowing that more roster cuts were coming within hours, I would not have said that line. That would have been a complete, that's a tone deaf line. She's had a penchant for being tone deaf in public situations. I don't know the reason. Like, I've heard she's really nice on a personal level. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she was born into money. I don't know. Maybe she maybe she had a sheltered upbringing. I don't know. She has a penchant for these tone deaf comments in public situations. What yeah. she said on the what she said on the earnings call, I thought was something else. So, so just to paint a picture. So last Thursday, November 4th, that's when they announced these releases. There was 18 talent releases the same day they did their Q3 2021 earnings call. Yep. The earnings call started at five o'clock Eastern time. Word of the releases started to trickle out at about 6 30 uh, Eastern time. And I had heard, obviously, Wrestle Votes had posted that tweet I, around that same time. I had heard they're coming, but I had heard that they were coming for about a week and a half prior. I just hadn't right. heard names. And, and that's kind of my point. My point is there's no chance that in a 90 minute window, they decided on a whim to release 18 people. It's very obvious that when that conference call began at five o'clock, they already knew that 18 releases were going to be announced and they already knew it. Right. So Stephanie McMahon, you know, it's her turn to do the call. She's been doing these earnings calls for a few months. And what does Stephanie McMahon say? Well, because it's public record, we got the clip media one, put it up Camilla. At this time, I'd like to turn the call over to my colleague, Stephanie McMahon, recently named the number two most influential marketing executive in the world by Forbes. She will cover a number of items, including our significant growth in sponsorship over the past year. Thanks very much. Thank you, Nick. And uh, unfortunately, everyone, I, I have to start with some bad news. WWE superstar The Miz was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars this week. <laughs> he did make it to the top 10, and his weekly appearance was seen by nearly 6 million viewers on ABC, raising awareness for both Miz and WWE. Were you able to hear that, Sean? I was also. Okay. First off, by Forbes, LOL. Uh, we have we have our own issues with them. But, uh, yeah. Mm. I could not believe that on the conference call, when they knew they were going to be announcing that 18 people were going to be losing their livelihood, she decided to make a joke, I have some bad news. Miz was mm. uh, eliminated from a reality show that no one gives a fuck about. Hmm. It's so tone deaf of her to make a comment like that. And that one, and, that one wasn't as tone deaf to me as the Marvel thing. Well, maybe, but to me, when you start out with, I have some bad news. Sure. And you turn it into a joke and you already know that you're about to cut 18 people mm -hmm. to me, that, that whole thing, I, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a bad thing. And, and here's the thing. She's going to become a corporate face of this company. You know, we've talked about it. I believe Vincent Mann has an exit plan. I believe that Nick Khan and Stephanie are going to uh, head up the corporate end of things. Hunter was going to head up the creative end of things. I thought, who knows what might happen don't think now? So I, I, I don't think so anymore. Like, and it's just my hunch. I don't, yep. this isn't me reporting anything. I got to clarify that these days, but it's hard to believe so. I mean, he's about to walk back into an NXT. I, and I say about to, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's been two months since his unfortunate uh, cardiac event that, yeah. that we heard about, but about to walk into a situation that, that bears no little to no resemblance to what he left. Yeah. And, and I'll talk about this a little later on when we talk about the, some of the releases, but let's just talk about NXT. Okay. 
we've heard over the years where a wrestler would ask for their release, whether it be from WWE or even back in WCW, whatever. And wrestlers would do interviews afterwards and kind of talk about it. And they would say that the pushback they got was we've invested too much into you. Right. We, I, yeah. I can't do that. I can't give you your release because we've invested too much into you. Hunter spent a year building up Kerry and cross and Scarlet Bordeaux, Bordeaux as an act. He mm-hmm. spent a year. He was the undefeated NXT champion. They were a hot action. Their entrance, everything. They were a hot act. They have the big program with Samoa Joe who had been released and he comes back and they got a great storyline where Samoa Joe is supposed to be like a, uh, I forget his title, but great story and great act. And it completely got stripped down to, to nothing in, in WWE. No Scarlet Bordeaux, no hot entrance. He's wearing a demolition mask. That's after investing a year in NXT. If you're Hunter and if you devoted a year of your your career to putting together this act and to getting to this guy over and pushing this guy over everybody and building this big story. Oh, and guess what? He's still your champion, but now he's going to put over Jeff Hardy in 30 seconds and he's going to wear a demolition mask. And now guess what? He's fired. Yeah. It's got to be very, very uh, deflating. If, if you're Triple H it's, and you it, there's, talk- there's no way he can feel good about this. There's no way you no. can look at this and go. No. Yeah. Now there, there are some changes in NXT that I love. I love shitting or getting off the pot with these guys. There are far too many people that sat around for years doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, that falls on Triple H that falls on him. He had the final say there, there, you had the, the Malcolm Bivens of the worlds and the, and the Karen Q's, the May Yang's, even though she was hurt, sitting around camping out for like a year or two at a time. You had a lot of people. Did you know who Jeet Rama was before he got released? Cause he was a 40 year old guy that had been there for five or six years and just wasn't used. That was right. because of global localization issues and the pandemic. Sure. But they just never used him. Mm-hmm. They had to shit or get off the pot with a lot of these people. They're doing that now. I like the brighter colors. I like all that, but there's so much of this that I look at and I'm like, well, the, they're not good at, at making the big fight feel like I don't see NXT selling out a 15,000, 16,000 seat venue anymore. No, I, I agree. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to keep rehashing what we talked about before, but like going back to the Braun breaker name and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess Hunter was not, responsible for coming up with that name i'm just gonna guess it wasn't hunter because it's a stupid name and and like we talked about 20 years ago if you know the rock had have come up and not been the rock on the granted he was rocky my and that was miss yeah. man but if you know if, if guys john cena stone cold steve austin they wanted to call him whatever mcfreeze whatever if vince had gotten his way on some of these other guys would they have become what they became can you take braun breaker because braun breaker's a freaking star Right, yes, he is. Can you take Braun Breaker and can you put him on a mainstream talk show without worrying that the host is going to do nothing but make fun of his name, which they're going to do if you put him on a mainstream yep. talk show? This is the issue, and and uh, stuff like this, it's going to be very difficult for them to have new talent break out. Another aspect of the releases that I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to throw this to you for your uh, for your insight. I believe that you reported that there were rumors the week before that the releases. Uh, that WWE was going to be cutting talent due to their vaccination status. Yep. Was anybody told that directly or was the claim across the board budget cuts? Um, they, 
those that I've spoken to were not given vaccination status as a specific reason. Obviously, WDB knew their vaccination status. I was told that at least five of the people that were released were openly unvaccinated, as we reported on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, but that was a contributing factor. And as far as WDB goes, when you look at their landscape and their top star had leukemia, yeah. um, their top guy, Vince McMahon, is an elderly man. There's no other way to put it. Um, their top female star has a newborn child. One of their other top male stars is a guy who has a newborn child. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I understand. I understand. And for all the people saying it's illegal, it's illegal. No, it's not. It's completely legal. That's just the, the reality of the situation. Yeah, I, I saw a video of Roman uh, when he on the pay-per-view when he went to the crowd. I believe it was Finn Balor. He's throwing on a mask. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at least good on him that he that, you know, they, they had the wherewithal to do that at least. Yeah. But OK, the next the next one I want to make here, and, and this is related to the thumbnail. Have you ever seen Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay? I've heard of it. I've never watched it. So YouTube's got a whole bunch of clips. So Gordon Ramsay, famous chef, he would go to these restaurants that are failing. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant would want him to come because they want him to help them try to turn things around. So he'd go to the restaurant. Yeah. I would say 90% of the time, the owner of the restaurant and a member of the staff would be button heads. There'd be tension. Sure. Right? And the owner of the staff is pointing the finger, or the owner's pointing the finger at the staff member, and the staff member's pointing the finger at the owner. And Gordon Ramsay would kind of sit back and kind of watch things play out. Oh, let's do a lunch service. I'm going to watch things play out. And like every single time, it was the owner who was at fault because you know they're they're using frozen food, they're using microwaves, they got stuff on the on the on the menu that no one likes. They're stubborn, yeah. they don't want to change. And the reason that there's tension with the staff member is because the staff member doesn't like what they're doing and is trying to get them to change. And that's basically yeah. what happens in almost every on a, uh, almost every episode. I wish Gordon Ramsay could go to a raw taping. And I wish that he could just kind of, you know, see see the lay of the land a little bit because it's Go ahead. It's funny you mentioned that. So um, I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to reveal this without giving too much away, but somebody that I know of that got hired, and there have been a ton of people that got hired for that creative team uh, and quickly, quickly booted off that creative team. And I asked someone of influence, hey, why did this person get fired so quick? And the person of influence I spoke to said they thought they could come in and change everything. And I said, you personally are sending me messages after you watch my raw review and you're saying, was it that bad? What does that say? Maybe you need somebody that wants to come in there and change everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need somebody to be throwing some ideas around, but ultimately as we're going to talk about with, with the, hard to deal with one guy matters one guy matters there and that's it one guy and we we've been lucky that two have mattered it's just unfortunate that the two 
funnels right to the one now. So it's one A and one B. It's not really two people that matter now. You know, I learned a long time ago, especially in a sales environment, that sometimes you have to eat shit when it comes to your performers, your top producers. And I joke with Sean off the air sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, man, I got to eat shit with Sean Ross App sometimes. Whew, that, that is a gourmet cooked, uh, expensive <laughs> piece of shit that I'm, that yes, I'm serving yes. you. Let me tell it you. Is, it, it is a, a A5 uh, a Japanese Kobe beef yeah. piece of shit. It sure oh, no, but is. Sometimes you have to eat it with, with your top performers, and that's just kind of how it is. So reports came out back when Charlotte and Becky had their backstage altercation. Uh, and reports came out from various outlets, and I believe you were one, that Charlotte had developed the reputation of being difficult to deal with. Yes. Then you uh, reported something similar about Bray Wyatt and how Bray Wyatt no, fell no, out no. of favor. I didn't report that. Oh, you didn't report it? No, I didn't report that whatsoever. Okay. Um, I clarified it, and I got the story behind that for sure. But uh, I know you're about to mention the Keith Lee thing as well. Yeah. That comes from within WWE. Straight up, full stop, I'll let you all know. That comes from within WWE. That is people within WWE, after these people are gone or after a situation like that, that say it. Right. You never hear it before. I never heard it before. Right. It's people within WWE, not talent, that is saying this stuff. And it's not, it's... I'm just like you. You release them. What? What more is there? What yeah. more is there? Uh, and there were people that were like in, in WWE. I mean, Shane Helms was open about it. He's like, "Oh, why? Why report this stuff?" It's like, well, I'm not reporting creative that that's gonna happen. I reported creative that didn't happen, mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. seemed to me like the people, the three people that they are saying is, are difficult to deal with now did the very thing that you said that they probably should have a long time ago, stand up to Vince, stand up to bad creative, because yeah. I heard that's where friction, I heard straight up Vince McMahon just didn't like Bray Wyatt by the end. And I said, why? And they said, because he was very vocal when bad creative happened. Right. Somebody needs to be vocal when bad creative happened. And Wade Keller says the, uh, Wade Keller was hitting the Keith Lee has attitude issues drum for a while now. And it wasn't new. Unfortunately, I, I, I haven't been familiar with his shows, but if I were Keith Lee, I would have been banging the, you're booking a shit drum for quite a while myself yeah. because it is, yep. it's real bad. It's yep. real bad. And so that was going to be my next question. I think you already answered, but I was going to say how much of these supposed talent issues, how many of the, they're hard to deal with issues. And this includes Charlotte. How many of these hard to deal with issues is really all about them pushing back on shitty creative versus them being difficult to deal with? Now, you know? I'm not there, so I can't really speak to that. But I can tell you that almost everybody that I've heard, with the exception of Austin Aries a few years ago, but that was like four years ago, that I have heard has been hard to deal with, often complained about creative. You right. want... You want your stars to be creative sure, everywhere else. These people are creators. They get into wrestling. They create a character. They create moves. They create stories. They create promos. They are creative people. All wrestlers should be creative people. You don't want somebody that's going to follow everything, paint by numbers all the time. You want creative people. I agree. And I'm sure some people are going to say, well, it really helped Keith Lee by pushing back because they released him. If I was Keith Lee, I still would have. Yes. I still would have. Because the thing is, 
oftentimes they didn't use him. And when they did use him, they didn't use him well, although lately they had been, but otherwise they hadn't been when you, and then Keith Lee's got to think about his brand post WWE. Yeah. Right. And when you look at Matt Cardona as a perfect example, Matt Cardona at least had the wherewithal and he had the opportunity to be able to rid himself of Zack Ryder. And he had the opportunity to kind of go in a different direction. There's any, anybody, sorry, I'm just going to say anybody leaving WWE on the tail of shitty creative is going to be forced to do what Matt did. And yeah. And you're leaving with a bad brand. Bad to kind of lean into that. You got Kylie Fuller saying there's also a story. Chelsea green told about an NXT staff member telling ROH to not hire her. Something weird is happening. I mean, you can't win. Chelsea Green went into her meeting with Vince with like 20 pitches and said that in our interview. She's like, you sit outside his office for four hours, so you have to go in there and throw everything at the wall. Right. Then when she gets out of the company and talks about all the stuff that she threw at the wall, you get this, this real weird stuff of, oh, look, she's trying to attach herself to this, to that. Yeah, you better when you finally get that meeting with Vince McMahon. Right. And one of those pitches got her on TV a few weeks later. Uh, now, you can think about what you want of her separately. She's doing a podcast. She's trying to make headlines. Sometimes she does. But you you have to go in there with something because yeah. you don't get the, the opportunity to be in front of Vince very often. And Keith Lee went from, look what I have here. Look what I've got on my hands to losing all the time. No a bunch of count out finishes and stuff. My yeah. God. Yeah. We, we've got a bunch of super chats and humper chats. Head over to <laughs> humperchats.com. Are we going to get the uh, Oliver Humperdink rendition uh, logo? No. I thought you meant Oliver, my cat. I was way more excited. Oh, you about did? That. You thought I meant your cat? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you made a, a, a stick with my cat's head on it with its tongue sticking out once. Yeah. I, I think that'd it. be a pretty good logo. Okay. I'll, you know what? Next week I'll have it like on the back of my chair or something. Andrew says, interesting how those backstage issues come up after. Yes. Justin Lopez says, I agree, Jimmy, a waste of time and money as a fan. Why should I get invested in someone knowing they may get released at any moment? Interesting thing that you mentioned here, uh, Jimmy, or th that he mentions there, Jimmy, Brian Danielson did a great interview with Ariel Hawani today. And he said, you know, I think that if WWE is able to give people 90 days and they re they get released, wrestlers should be able to give that as well. And uh, he brought, about, brought up AEW only firing three people during the pandemic, and that was due to disciplinary reasons. The rest just have their contracts expired and they know when it's coming type of thing. I don't agree with the talent having the 90-day rights. Like mm -hmm. as an employer, I don't agree with that. But I do agree with, so one thing that Brian did say in that interview was it's not the talent's fault that the company, quote unquote, overpaid them when there was a lot of demand for talent a couple of years ago, because yeah. that's essentially what they did. So they, you know, gave big contracts to Gallows and Anderson, and then they cut them. So, so Brian was saying, it's not their fault that the demand dictated that they earned that kind of money. And I agree with that. And, and again, like, you know, I always try to balance. I mean, yeah, I'm an employer, but I try to balance look at the money the company's making. You know what I mean? And it's very obvious that they do these cuts. And, and I know a lot of people think that they're looking to sell, whatever. They do these cuts to pad the bottom line because they don't have anything new in the pipe in terms of revenue streams. And they got to keep showing growth and momentum every quarter. Like on the, on, the, on the Q2 earnings call, the Q3 earnings call, all they talked about in terms of like potential new revenue streams like coming down the pipeline was uh, second day rights for Raw because the Hulu deal is going to run out. And international rights for Peacock, even though the U.S. 
deal is by far their biggest one and it's already done. So they don't have a lot of big things in the pipe. So they got to show something to show growth. And so they cut expenses and that's, you know, when you're making that much and, and I was going to talk about this later, but we'll talk about it now. The people they cut are not scrubs. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is the, one of the things that really kind of irritates me, I guess, as a fan. So look at Bray Wyatt, right? This guy was a major merchandise seller, major. And as a matter of fact, only the elite level talent are given the types of merch that they gave Bray Wyatt. Like they gave him a custom belt. They gave him like, you know, like a, like, well, the gift box thing that's got all the stuff in it. They only give that stuff to like Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, John Cena. They only give that level of stuff to the elite level merch sellers and they gave it to Bray Wyatt. And so obviously that meant that he was, that he was turning over merch. Braun Strowman before the Nicholas debacle at WrestleMania was oh, the hottest we, talent in the company. We called it. We saw it coming when he yes. was throwing Roman Reigns off the loading dock. Me and Alex were on these shows saying we are just a few months away from him doing cricket wireless reads. Like instead of sticking yeah. to the, his strengths, they had to make him kid friendly. That's yeah. not what got him over. No, but and but and before that, he was the hottest thing, man. They were pushing yep. Roman, but Braun Strowman was the hottest thing. Then you look at like Rusev and Lana. Though that act was Rusev Day was hot. It was hot, but Vince just one didn't want to get behind it. We already talked about Karrion Cross and Scarlett. They were a hot act for a year in NXT. Nia Jax, they invested more time into putting her over and making her look strong than any other woman on the roster. And I know that we were critical of her because she never improved and she was sloppy and she hurt people, but yeah. they invested so much into her that for them to then turn around and release her, it's a head scratcher. Like, why would you put so much time and effort and television time into, into this person and then you let them go? It's, well, it's some with the vaccination crack. status, I do understand. I do. I understand. mean, if that's what it was, sure. You know, if that's what it was, then then I guess. Well, it's New York Post put her on blast. Say that again. Up. New York Post put her on blast and named her. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that the decision makers within WWE now, and it's primarily Nick Khan and then Vince and then Stephanie. I think one of the issues is that they overvalue the drawing power of WWE yes. versus the drawing power of the talent. And we've talked about this before, like the whole UFC wants to be at the head of the marquee. WWE wants their brand at the head of the marquee. The problem is, and we know this, in every sport, it's the talent that draws the house. Yep. And that's what it is. Conor McGregor is going to draw a shit ton more fans than Colby Covington. That, that's just how it's going to be. And Canelo Alvarez is going to draw a lot more fans than Tommy Fury. Yeah, that's reality. And here's the thing that's really silly. Vince McMahon at his core knows this. And he knows this because when it's WrestleMania season, what does he do, Sean? What's he do? Bring back Bra the, the old guys. Bring back the legends because you got to fill a stadium. And he understands that we don't have a lot of bankable stars full time. And I got to fill a stadium. Let's bring back some of the names from the past. And that's what he does. So Vince McMahon knows this. But uh, it, it seems like from a corporate perspective, They've kind of lost sight of that. And and one other thing, uh, Nick Khan, he's been very public on the earnings calls about the rights fees. And he's every single quarter he talks about the rights fees. He's very he, good on these these calls as well. Oh, and he is. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, criti criticizing him about that, but he's been talking about how he's projecting a big increase in rights on the next US television deals because he looks at other sports like baseball and hockey, despite having lower viewership, they've gotten uh, uh, bigger rights deals. And so he's been projecting that the next rights deals are going to be that much bigger 
for Raw and SmackDown in the U.S. I really believe that unless they're planning to sell before they negotiate, so the negotiations are going to happen probably spring, summer 23. If they don't sell before then, they might be in for uh, a rude awakening because you see where the numbers are. I mean, Raw this week, they did 1.373 viewers in hour three. 1.373 viewers, a million viewers in hour three. They did a 0.34 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which Dynamite has, has, been, has been beating on a weekly basis. That's what they did in hour three on Raw. If they keep on not knowing what to do with talent, if they keep on cutting talent, who knows where they're going to be when they negotiate in two years? They might not get those big that big rights fee uh, increase that they're looking for, and if they don't, goodbye stock. Yeah. So I I really do believe they really need to have somebody that knows the wrestling business and who has their finger on the pulse of modern wrestling uh, in charge. And unfortunately, they just currently don't. That's that's just reality. That's just how it is. Whole bunch of chats about this, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Naya refuted that." No, Naya did not refute that. She said that it wasn't brought up to her. That's it. And as we said earlier in the show, it wasn't cited as the reason to these people individually. It was cited to me and others that uh, unvaccinated wrestlers are at higher risk of being released. We have a Humper chat. Go to humperchats.com. Virtue Signals says Andrew Hopkins told another reporter. WWE slowly releasing all unvaxxed talent. Have you heard this? Uh, I don't know if it's all. Um, I don't know who Andrew Hopkins is. Uh, so, Sean, is the talent uh, is the talent uh, required to tell the company, I guess, about their vaccination I, status? I'm sure they've got to update the, the company on their vaccination status. Okay. Yes. Uh, we've got Eloquent saying, shout out to Eddie Kingston article. Very touching. I think Punk will put him over at full gear. No. Uh, that was a very special article. You guys have got to check that out. We're going to talk more about it in a bit, though, yeah. um, because we've got to get through these. Brent Lockman says, you glorious mad people actually registered Humper Chats. <laughs> Love it. And uh, HumperChat.com. Yes. Dante V, um, you're going to have to send another chat. That one's kind of rude, buddy, but thank you so much for your uh, for your Humper Chat. It's greatly appreciated. Was it rude uh, about me, Sean? No, it wasn't. Uh, let's not call attention to, to that type of stuff. So let's keep the show moving. Rob Reed says CM Punk, Bray Wyatt, now Keith Lee. Every time someone has their own creative vision for their character, they're called hard to work with. I could see why some of them would seem like that. But to me, you got to have a vision for your character. You got to be creative. You have to have that input. You, uh, you want that. You want that. Agreed. And, he, and, 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 you know, Punk on the podcast, and I understand when he did his podcast with Cabana, he had his own issues and, and whatever. Yeah. He's another guy. If I was CM Punk, I would have done the same thing that Punk did. I would have. I would have pushed back on Hunter. Hunter clearly didn't like him, and he had to put Hunter over on the pay-per-view. And I remember the story about, hey, you have to take a urine test, and, and Punk looks at Hunter and goes, are you? <laughs> yeah. I probably would have done the same thing, honestly. I probably would have. Andy T. Monaghan says, was NXT reported as profitable this quarter, given their record of not being a moneymaker? Okay, so they don't divide it up like that. It is all-encompassing. And also, NXT is an investment. NXT is an investment in your future. Like, for everybody saying, money loser, money loser, money loser. Like, they're not running the coconut loop back in the day to make money. They're doing it to get reps for these people. This is an investment. It is a loss leader. That way you develop stars that make you millions and millions of dollars down the line. That's that's what that investment is for. They also use it to rehab injured wrestlers. Yes. 
So that it's it's a great asset. I mean, everybody that was coming back, I think Becky when she was coming back, people that are coming back that are rehabbing their injury, they usually get reps in in the performance center first. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, no, that's that's not going to go anywhere. Uh, are we ready to move I, on? Or hey, no, chats? we're not. Let me read these damn super chats. That's why I asked for Tremaine first. says, well, they probably should have made Cross the new repo man. He would have gotten over. Well, you know what? They made him an S and M guy. Uh, they made him. They didn't make him the repo man, but you know what? If life has been stealing your erections from you, if it's been repossessing your erections, check out our friends at BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful to get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's hush money for the mailman. That's because it's prepared and shipped direct here in the United States of America. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No waiting in line at the doctor's office. Make sure that your erection is paid for. But you know what? It's not really, but we'll keep that secret for you because it's free when you use the code Fightful. Same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and no, it works. And it works on your schedule. Whether you're ready or whether you need to get into the mood, it's not just for people with a problem. It's for that performance, that confidence in your performance. It'll be like going back in time. It's like you're going from the repo man to demolition smash. Like, (laughs) long may you reign. Right to crush your Khrushchev. With your, uh, that one wasn't as good. Come on. I'm talking about his best gimmick, Jimmy. You're making it sound like they're going to go right in the middle of it. No, you want to demolition smash that if your erection gets repossessed <laughs> you can you can move the the thing now there you go and uh Camilla didn't know uh, if you were done yet our sponsor destiny fomo twitter.com slash destiny fomo is very happy about that segue <laughs> uh that's nice all right let's move on and talk about xavier woods when i read this story i, I again i thought of you a little sean my and they're, yet- they're the number of goofy boot bootlickers butt lickers and bootlickers that are like, well, what's the big deal? You all are so dumb. How can, like, you look at this situation and realize it's anything but ridiculous at this point. Whenever I hear stories about this, I just think about what a, what a great employer I am. You know? I just want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Now, in, in all seriousness, Xavier Wood's situation with WWE, it's not apples to apples to Sean Ross Sapp's situation with Feifel. Because he's still a full-time wrestler. So it's like he up, up, down, down he does in his spare time. He's the WWE wrestler full-time. But it's still kind of comparable, you know? So it's like Fightful gets started. Sure. And I told Sean, you know, the better Fightful does, the better you're going to do. And for about four years, I got my ass kicked. And then somewhere... Uh, wait, wait, let's add some context. You got your ass kicked doing a lot of things. I said, don't do that. Don't hire this person. Don't don't that was for a few months over a four year span. On ad media buys, you know, let's scale back to the MMA site. Like, there were a lot, let's be let's be real. There were a lot of things that I was against that you did, and we lost money. Now you're putting yourself over a bit too much. I think so. You are. I cut those things between 12 and 18 months. We didn't make money for over four years. I know because you were cutting those things. No, this this went on a this is a full podcast in its own, Jimmy. This is a full podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't in its win. Own, I see the reports weekly. You wouldn't win. I, I would. I would have won. I would have won. But the point I'm making would've. is, I told Sean, the better Fifle does, the better you're going to do. And as Fifle has start, started doing better and better and better, Sean's been doing better and better and better. When eh. you look at 
when you look at up, up, down, down, and up, up, down, down, last I looked, they've got 2.27 million subscribers on YouTube. That's because of Xavier Woods. Yes. Now, I'm sure WWE... Built on his back. Sorry, say it again? Built on his back. Built on his back. I'm sure WWE is going to say, well, sure, but, uh, you know, the WWE television vehicle is what gave the branding to Xavier Woods, which then allowed him to give the branding to up, up, down, down. That's probably what they would say. But the fact of the matter is, here is a revenue stream that you did not have Mm -hmm. and that you would not have if it wasn't for Xavier Woods. And so as a result, he should be compensated and he's doing it in his spare time too. So he should be compensated for that revenue stream. And uh, do you want to go on about the news that you broke about Xavier and about up, up, down, down? Do you want to give detail about it? Yes, Michael Branson, thank you for the Humper Chat over at HumperChat.com saying just wanted to say how much I love bringing, or Jimmy bringing a businessman's perspective to these discussions. Man, I wish he would have brought a businessman's perspective to all those pitches that I wanted to shut down over the years. But John's putting himself over. That was like 12 to 18 months. That's it. (laughs) It really wasn't. It It really really wasn't. But Brent Lockman says, considering the sponsors up, up, down, down has had over the years and Xavier not being paid for that, it's both sad and not remotely surprising. So please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, guys. That's the most direct way you can support us. And uh, unlike what we usually do, we are talking about a story that we broke yesterday and last night. Um, this We're talking about it out here, and we broke this story there. I got news uh, after I had a lot of viewers saying, hey, what's up? Uh, with up, up, down, down, I poked around and I found out they, they're effectively on strike. They're on strike, not for themselves. They are on strike effectively for Xavier Woods, who has grown that channel. I came to learn later on to correct a few things. Xavier Woods has never owned up, up, down, down. He didn't like get some lump sum sale or something. And from what I understand and what I've been told, He's never seen like additional money from this. It went towards the downside guarantee that he had signed. Now, when you sign a downside guarantee with WWE, they can go, they have to pay you at least that much, but they can give you discretionary money beyond that mm-hmm. uh, for additional things. And from what I understand, his G4, up, up, down, down, uh, some hosting gigs, um, that stuff goes towards downsides. And that happened with the other wrestlers too. It went towards Even their the downside. G4? That's that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Because that's that's third party money. That's what I heard. Well, who controls the third party right now? Well, yeah, yeah. They control it's the third party. Um, and from what I understand, Xavier Woods was like was encouraging the other team. If you want to continue doing this stuff, you continue to do that. But I I want to get a deal. And the, and from what I understand, people associated were like, "You mean a better deal?" And he's like, no, a deal. Mm. And there was like shock that he wasn't making money off of it. Now, I don't know if Tyler Breeze does. I think Jessamyn Duke had signed a media deal, like a separate deal. I just don't know what kind of money that is. That could be a dollar. It could be a thousand. It could be 5,000 a month. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that there was some sort of deal there. I don't know if Tyler Breeze has that same thing. Obviously, Adam Cole wasn't a part of it because he went to AEW. Mm-hmm. But like Amiya Yim, who is the champion of that channel, would not be allowed to work for a major company and do up, up, down, down. Like they, it's, and you've got Xavier Woods seeing Adam Cole leave, Tyler Breeze cut, Mia Yim cut, Jessamyn Duke cut. He put all these people on. So him 
he could have been very greedy with the exposure. He was like, no, let me let me bring some other people with me. Let's bring them in. And from what I understand, they have a good sense of loyalty to him. I heard about this through WWE official sources, and oh boy, they they were even like, yeah, he's getting a raw deal. Um, Is man. there any way to know what kind of revenue the channel makes? I mean, obviously, two point two seven. There are estimates, but I mean, I know what we've made. Yeah, and we've made pretty decent money over the last couple of years. Well, you have. We have made decent money on the YouTube channel. I've not seen a dime of the YouTube. I money. net. Nothing. By the way, by the way, <laughs> speak about not seeing a dime. I I don't see a dime oh, sponsorship even, or YouTube e- money. You don't want to go not down that road. Dime, guys. Jimmy Lambert's about to show you guys the real estate listing. Sean showed me. Let's mute Jimmy. I don't see a dime of that. Jeremy Lambert's going to go on strike for me. But no, seriously, um, I know what we make, and they have 2.27 million subscribers, and we've got 60,000. Yeah. So, like, come on, man. And by the way, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, uh, a nice plug there. I mean, here, here's a nice example of how we handled it personally. Last year, the distraction started their podcast. It became popular. It has a niche. They wanted to do more. So we were like, well, we have a dormant MMA channel. Why, do, why don't you all use it? How about that? You all use it. You stream as you want. There's a revenue share in place in addition to what they're paid. And it's not rocket science, Jimmy. If people do extra work, pay him for it. He's, and not only that, not only that, especially if they're driving revenue. If they're driving revenue, they're paying for themselves. That's mm-hmm. why I left a place that I worked. I was selling so many advertisements. I was paying for myself. When I asked more, they said no. And I said, mm-hmm. Bye. See ya. Hit the bricks. When- it, it really isn't. I mean, look at the Grapsity guys, too. Yes. You know, we got a similar deal with them, and it, it pays for itself, too. Like, these are... It, we, it's, 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 I we, gotta we say... Brought them in, we brought them in on a, a per-show deal, and then we right. said, okay, once we get that covered by chats and all that stuff, we'll do a rev split. If you're, if you're paying... You're paying your own way. The platform helps for sure. That That's the thing. The platform allows for that. It's monetized. It's good to go. But if you're paying your own way, and that's what Xavier Woods is doing, like cut the guy a deal. Jeez. It, uh, it somewhat surprises me. And, and WWE doesn't surprise me a lot anymore. And Keith Lee's medical bills, we'll talk about that later, maybe if we have time. It, it shouldn't surprise me because it's WWE, but because Xavier is a, you know, upper level talent, a, a talent that they really emphasize. And I mean, he just won the King of the Ring and the New Day has been a big merch seller. I was somewhat surprised to hear this, you know, like I like I would have thought, especially if they've been doing it for this long. I would have thought that he was being compensated. So it's 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 unfortunate. And, and Xavier Woods comes off like one of these guys that everybody loves. Uh, I saw Freddie Prince uh, commented on Xavier Woods. So Freddie Prince is doing a wrestling podcast and he commented on Xavier Woods. And you know what he said? He said, I, he said, I would lie for him in court (laughs) because he said, Xavier Woods is like my brother. He said, everybody likes him. Everybody likes him. And even Brock Lesnar, you know, of all people, when Brock Lesnar did the 2K press conference thing, the media junket thing, and Brock hated his life because he hates doing that shit. 
and Xavier Woods was there on behalf of G4, I believe it was. And Brock was like, like joking with him a little bit. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and it's unlike him to do stuff like that. Like you could tell that he's respected. Yeah. And, uh, and, and again, like if you take a channel from nothing and you build it to 2.27 million subscribers, like Jesus, throw the guy a bone. It's very surprising that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't throw him a bone. Mm -hmm. but uh hopefully they they get it together i i went on today i'm not a regular viewer of it but i i went on today and uh they've only done one video in the last week and only two in the oh, last oh no those, weeks. those are shorts those, oh, those are different the shorts different. not even produced nothing that it's ah. nothing they haven't done anything in three and a half weeks okay okay we've got a we've got a whole bunch of chats hannah who um by the way will be dining with the Fightful team on Friday on your dime, Jimmy. says, Sean's yeah. money bar really should be increased in the opening video now. Yeah. Well, so okay. you know what's funny? So, so, no, no, let's, no, let's mute no, Jimmy no, no, real no. quick. In comparison to Jimmy's money? No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. So Sean Ross up, so he Skypes me, right? So so where was it that you were the last time? And and by the time uh, it was late in the oh, trip, well, the Okay, so that was a pizza place that was for pizza in Chicago. And Chicago. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you and Jimmy did offer to get the team pizza, but I did. No, I, I, not pizza. I offered a meal, but by then you guys okay. had already been out, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I could have invoiced you for the pizza, but the reality is, Jimmy, your boy got it for free. Yeah, I'm your boy you got anyway. it for free. They hit me up and they said. We want you to yeah. eat our pizza. <laughs> and then I get there and the coupon only worked for half the thing. And I was salty. I was, I was pissy about it, but so Sean, uh, Sean has me up and he goes, do you want me to take the crew out in Minneapolis for, uh, for a meal? And I said, you're asking if I want you to, or are you asking, can I? Because obviously I was like, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. Listen, Jimmy, I own 15% of Fightful. That's the 15% I own. Yeah, is, right, right, Is right. budgeting that. Where's that shareholder document, Jimmy? Still waiting on that before I sign the I'm still waiting, line. but I'm I'm glad to hear that you just said that your 15% goes towards meals because when we're going to do a dividend, I'm just going to keep your dividend <laughs> because I already expensed Woo. the meals. Well, so I am going to divide uh, the mute from your, your mic there. Uh, Nathan Cummings says the new day podcast has been doing reruns the past few weeks after hearing this news. I wouldn't be surprised if it's related. You know what? I'll find out. I'll find out. You all can subscribe to fightfulselect.com. Today. I have news on an MLW star finishing up with a company and another getting a big push tomorrow. I have some signing news. I have news on a very interesting interpromotional meeting, not AEW, not WWE this weekend. Uh, I've got a lot of very, very interesting news there. Get in your Humper chats as we are heading down the home stretch here. Uh, but my God, uh, Demon Diva says, wow, pizza. I, so she took me to get pizza first time I had New York pizza, the first two times. Her and Destiny did. Oh, like, man, I just, it's it's where I was meant to eat pizza at. But we did have. You, what did you get? Did you get like the real Rays or what did you get? She'll have to tell you. I think Joe's was the second we got. Okay. And that was real good. It yeah, was New, really New York style. Really they're good. massive. You got to fold them. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, so we've got a bunch of Humper Chats that you all can get in at HumperChats.com. Dante says, sorry if I said something out of pocket. Here's five bucks. Uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, but thank you very much. We appreciate you. Tremaine says, I know Xavier has mentioned he's comfortable in a situation, but the moment he walks, ooh-wee buddy, they don't have a guy like Austin Creed. No, they don't. They don't have someone like that. And not only that, he expanded the empire. That's something, that's something that was important to me, Jimmy. You know that I had some offers to go other places. 
I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to expand what we have. I wanted to make it bigger. I wanted to make it to where other people got that as well. So uh, I, I respect Xavier Woods so much for that. And Rob Reed says, I feel so bad for Woods. He worked his ass off to make up, up, down, down what it is. And to top it off, the whole th- third-party man BS. Yeah. And he's a company man to the core. Yes. Like, he and never shits on WWE publicly, ever. I should say, like, it was stressed to me this should not affect his booking. Obviously, it hasn't. He won King of the Ring. He's in a program with uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew I'm says, do you think WWE has any plans to build up Walter and maybe have him face Roman in the future? Or was the live match, live show, just a one-off? I think it was a one-off. I wish they did, but... They taped it, right? Him and Cesaro? Yeah, I just don't have any confidence. Yeah, they tape everything for insurance purposes, but... Uh, D. Rothenberg says, it's amazing with all the releases. WWE has so much talent, they could still make it work, right? If they had the right person, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Let let Make no mistake. I, I don't think these most recent cuts were necessary. I think they're cutting into depth now, Jimmy. Before they this, been. they have been, yeah. Before this and before Braun and Bray, I think a lot of it was all right, we probably shouldn't have talent hoarded between 2017 and 2019. We've got to get rid of some of these people, as talented as they may be. Uh, but it's like they've they've got depth issues now, I think. But yeah, I mean, uh, not that I want to keep reiterating, but I keep looking like a, like a, a Rusev and Lana, who was one of the earlier, you know, part of the, one mm-hmm. of the earlier releases. There was such money in that pairing. Yeah, it's 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 very frustrating as a fan to see some of the people that they cut they that they did make money with and that they could have made money with, but they just don't have the crep uh, the creative uh, ability creative ability to to decide what to do. Matt Reichel has been going through some family stuff, so won't be at full gear. Was looking forward to running into Sean and Denise as I've ran into the Fightful crew at every pay-per-view I've done this year. Killer show, Sean and Jimmy. Well, we hope everything gets better with your family. Uh, not only will I be there uh, and Denise, uh, Hannah and Robert will be there as well. Uh, or Rob Wilkins, not Robert D. Felice. So uh, we'll be around. Uh, hope we see you guys. Stuplexer says Danielson versus Miro was thrown together last minute and is my most anticipated match on Saturday. I can see either one winning and they're going to beat the absolute tar out of each other. Oh, yeah. Love AEW's ability to pivot when life gets in the way of wrestling. Oh, I can't wait for that match, Jimmy. That is can't also wait. my most anticipated match. And, and yeah. it is funny because, like you said, they did have to throw it together last minute. But uh, that is a match I'm, I'm interested. Let's talk about this now. So, you know, Sean Ross Ab, the traveling man, gets to gets to go to Minnesota. I haven't done shit in two years. I and prob- Sean Ross Sapp now is going to go to Minnesota. I should for, probably uh, start get. I should probably get a long lens camera, by the way. I need to start doing some photography at these shows. Um, so several matches magazine. on the card are, are several <laughs> matches on the card are interesting to me. And, uh, you know, let me ask you this first. I saw they removed Don Callis from one of the graphics, uh, Omega Page. Does that not mean anything? Like they just... I've, I've been asking. Not only is he the invisible hand, all of him is invisible now, Jimmy. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. And, yeah. and Chop Pone says, have you heard about the potential of Okada and Ishii being on Dynamite tonight? I've heard, but I mean, I've not heard it's going to actually happen. I was going to ask about Okada. So he's going to be wrestling the same night, uh, November 13th, yes. Saturday in San Jose, California. So he's not going to be able to be at full gear, but he's going to be in America. Uh, and I don't know if they've said anything about the length of his stay. So Okada's going to be an AW, right? I'm sure at some mm-hmm. point. Now, what about Kenta? Because there's been teasing uh, with Kenta and Punk, go to sleep, you know, 
So do you think there's any plans for Kenta to, to, to work a program with Punk? Yes, I think that would make a lot of sense. I think they should do that. I think they should set that up. Yes, I think that should happen. Side note about Eddie Kingston. Uh, he's got uh, CM Punk at full gear. I will be the first to admit I saw nothing in Eddie Kingston. Like when they brought <laughs> when they brought him in, I saw nothing in him. Uh, yeah, he's a decent promo. Didn't think his aesthetic was very good. I didn't think that his in ring was was anything too special. I didn't see anything in him. And AEW has once again shown that Paul Heyman ability to accentuate the strengths and hide the weaknesses. And now you got Eddie Kingston. He's in a basically a semi main event match with CM Punk. He gets the Players Tribune article. Unbelievable, Ooh, boy! Unbelievable. You all have he to came read from that. like nothing, from like from a national nationwide perspective. He came from nothing, and now all of a sudden he's he's one of the most talked talked about guys in the company. Gotta watch or gotta read that, guys. It is incredible, incredible. I mean, it's a big motivating factor of why we did the Wrestlers Tribune, Fightful Magazine. Check out FightfulMag.com. There's our quick plug for that, but lots more in there. But this Eddie Kingston thing really gives you a look at a look at why they can use the CM Punk and Brian Danielson promos of you've got so much heart, you love wrestling so much, but you should work harder. Oh, man, this was a special article. So, so good. Yeah, it's really amazing what they've been able to get out of him. Uh, and you know, that's are we done with full gear? Because I want to talk with Keith Lee before. Well, we go Rob there. Reed says that Eddie Kingston promo uh, from Road to Full Gear. Oh, baby, that was good. He's he's special. He's he shows you and he's had interest from WWE in the past. He's had tryouts. He has been in Impact Wrestling. He, I think he's been in ROH plenty. Like he's had interest. Like all these companies have seen it. AEW has taken it and been like, let's maximize it. And uh, thank you, Dana Holland, for the Humper chat saying, you guys rock. If Vince McMahon looked at Steve Austin by his own admission, if he looked at Steve Austin and saw nothing in him, what the hell is Vince McMahon going to think looking at Eddie Kingston? Yeah. He wouldn't give him a, a, a second. He wouldn't even give him a second glance. And and again, Tony Khan was able to get the, the strengths out of him, so good for him. I want to talk about Keith Lee because this surprised me. Again, nothing about WWE should surprise me. This surprised me. So he posted a statement after his release. And as part of the statement, he said that he paid his own medical bills when he had his health scare uh, due to getting COVID and he got the heart inflammation. He said he paid his own medical bills for that. I could not believe that, Sean. Because <laughs> – because one thing about WWE, you know, you hear about how they take care of people when it comes to medical. And I know you're going to say, you're going to say, well, they take care of you if you got hurt in the ring. Yes. But when you're dealing with like a, a situation like COVID and when yes. you're dealing with a very public situation and when you're dealing with a situation where this guy could have potentially lost his life, like it was a very severe situation. Yes. How do they not take care of that? That surprised me. I'm, I'm, I was shocked by it. I was yes. surprised. I hadn't heard that before. And yes. I was very surprised and disappointed by that. Very bad look. It's a really bad look. And uh, if he hasn't already gotten it, he deserves an apology. Because how do you not take care of a guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unbelievable. And I can't recall if he got that before vaccines were readily available or not. I can't recall. But yes. they were they were back touring. They were back doing live events before vaccines were readily available, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I, I cannot believe Well, I mean, they were readily available in May. In, in a lot of places and they, they were able to get them pretty early as well. But um, I think a little more, more to that one as well, but 
Uh, we'll apologize to you guys because we're out of time. We were going to talk about The Rock, but we're going to talk about that over on the list goes on on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Five bucks a month, 16 cents a day, gets you at least one exclusive story a day. Usually we got at least two, three, four major things every month. Uh, you get it sent directly to you. And not only that, seven weekly shows as well. I do a Q&A show every week. Alex Palowski does a Raw and SmackDown review. If you are saying, oh, I want more ROH, more Impact, more GCW, more MLW coverage, more indie coverage, Steven Jensen does a weekly podcast on that over there. And then I do a figure haul every single week. Also, we got Jimmy and me there doing the post show every single week. You got retro reviews out the wazoo, as they say, Jimmy. Out the wazoo. Would you believe that people say that? As they out say. Out the wazoo. Yeah, as they say. As we wrap up. Drew Tread up there was hopped up on weed. No. Out the wazoo. Uh, I bet my friends, the Cease Twins, say out the wazoo. Uh, Drew Nicholas says... AEW sold out the United Center over the rumor of Punk showing up. The WWE name will never sell out without the people that work for them. I don't get this mentality from Vince, who made money off of Austin and Rock. Yep, that is... Couldn't say it better. Guys, this weekend, Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful. I want to thank our staff in advance, um, especially Ryan Cook, Jeremy Lambert, Robert DeFelice, Gisberto Guzzo, and uh, all the podcast personalities. It's going to be a very busy week, and uh, Jeremy always leads the charge those weekends, and he kicks a lot of ass. Check out youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction. You can leave them Humper Chats now. Sure, sure Shaquille Missouri got us demonetized on that channel. Who cares? <laughs> you can send us Humper Chats and, and you know fill their pockets a little bit if you want them living better. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.